welcome to this week's edition of Let's Have a Breakdown with me, Annie Monjack. And me, Harry Acton. Harry. How yes, are you doing? yes. I'm 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 grand Ali. I've got a grand total of eight days off from work. So I am feeling extremely happy at the moment. How are you? I'm good. Yes, yeah, yeah, I am. Had a had a very busy week again at for the now media, but yes, it, it it's all going well really. So um yeah, but some some kind of tragic news, wasn't it? In in Argentina, yes. so sadly, it was Diego very sad. Maradona has passed away at the age of sixty, which, in you know, real terms, is is very young still, isn't it? it apparently, he died of a heart attack. He did, he did, and you know, he was he was idolised in Argentina, and some of the footage we've seen in recent days coming from Argentina has been absolutely incredible. You know, they ha- they they arranged his funeral so quickly. It happened um, on Thursday this week. You know, he was he was buried, and it was all very very beautiful. To be fair, and of course, the problem is that in Argentina, lots of fans came out to pay their respects, and during this coronavirus crisis. It isn't what the government wanted. And there were clashes with riot police and authorities as they tried to control the crowds. So it was a very sad time for Argentina, but the people certainly came out to show their respects, which, you know, well, in this current climate, he is, wasn't the best. Uh, or, or was rather a national hero. Um, mm. And he, he obviously died in, in Buenos Aires Hospital in Argentina. But, um, I mean, he's very famously known for, you know, securing the 1986 World Cup title for his country. Yes, um, yes. And that contested goal, isn't it, that annoyed the British? Let's just say the hand of God goal. The hand of but... God goal, yes. Uh, and yeah. apparently, you know, after that, that exact moment, he had hoped that he was going to be able to do the other hand, apparently. Um, the right hand, <laughs> but it, it yeah. Uh, yeah, never materialised. Sadly, but he was, to be absolutely honest, because I am a bit of a football fan. Um, you know, a, a true legend on the pitch. Yes, I, I mean he was, and of course, in his in his life, he has struggled with you know addiction and obesity and everything. So, you know, he was he he had recently had brain surgery. He was rushed in. Um, I think two weeks ago to hospital for brain surgery and he just couldn't pull through in the end. And it's always very, very sad when things like this happen. Um, but, he, you know, he, he'll always be remembered. I don't think he's ever going to um, to go. He's not going to be lost in history as he does, put it that way. Um, so, yeah, no, he, he's, he, will never he had a good lost. life by the sounds of things. <laughs> he did have a, a great life by the sounds of things. And as I said, he really is a national hero. There was also reports in the press this week that a funeral worker who posed for a photo with uh, the footballer's body has been fired. So I, I think... Oh, yes, I saw that. Yeah, mm, I think it iffy. really has been the case of... You know, as I said, he is a national hero and I think people would do anything to, you know, just be around him, really. So They would, they would. And of course, you know, in, in the eyes of the English, it's the English football team, of course, in, in 1986, um, 
excuse me, I'm losing my track of trailer thought, 1986 World Cup quarterfinals. Of course, the English team said the ball um, went in off of his hand. Um, and of course, over the years, there's been all sorts of um, confliction and aggression but we have seen you know even the british team speaking out to, of their loss of you know of his his death it's been a massive loss to football so you know even if you might not appreciate what happened back in the 80s you know we'll never we'll never truly know we haven't got var have we We'd, well, no, not back then anyway, that, that so. we didn't have that back then either so no, i mean if we had we will done... never know we will never know, um, but you know, let let's just say that, that that particular win was obviously in the lap of the gods, wasn't it? It was. It was meant to be, meant to be. And of course, you know, he's going to go down in history as a famous footballer, and he's probably inspired boys and girls alike to to get into the sport. So, no matter what you think of him, you know, he had a very interesting life, which I'm trying to gloss over anything that's negative, because of course he has he has now left this earth. Um, you know, well, he you will always him, be known, Harry. He will always be known as Argentinian's golden boy. I think he will. I think he will. And you know, he's, he's again. He's had a good life. There's not much else I can say without digging into his past too much. But he'll go down as a moment in history. And I'm sure Argentina's going to be feeling this impact for for many weeks and months to come. But you know, yes. at the end of the day, he, he had a good life, Ali. He had anyway. a good life. Yeah, and rest his soul. And, you know, let's bring our news coverage back to to Europe for a second, Ali, and to coronavirus. No surprise there, but it's coming up in yet another breakdown. But, you know, this week we have seen lots and lots of positive news about coronavirus vaccines. Um, You know, the Oxford vaccine is looking very, very positive uh, in in Europe. America's not so sure about it. You know, we could be expecting a vaccine to be approved very much in, in the next in days time you know i can't give you a specific number yet because we don't know but it could be a matter of days and related to that roughly two out of three people will get a covid19 vaccine when it becomes available in the uk well, which is brilliant a, a is really brilliant. good figure because mm. lots of medical professionals have been worried that people won't get the vaccine because of this anti-vaccine mentality that seems to be spreading globally so only one in ten in the survey would be unlikely to have the vaccination, while 27% stated they were unsure. So it's it's good figures that in this survey, it shows that the British public are willing to have this vaccine. And it is going to be this golden bullet to get us out of these rolling lockdowns at the end of the day. Well, it is a golden bullet to get us out of the, the lockdowns, let's face it, you know, and I mean, it, it really is, I mean, the, the AstraZeneca, the Oxford vaccine, I mean, the regulators um are a step closer aren't they and have been formally asked by the government to assess the vaccination so this is really as you said happened this week um absolutely so you know and apparently it, it i don't understand all of the the statistics on how they make up the doses but they apparently it will be of uh, 70% efficacy so uh that that's really yeah. good and also to top it off uh the government this week have also bought the uh moderna two million more of the moderna jabs have been secured which has 95 percent efficacy so you know this is yeah. really quite quite good um in it terms good. as you said a, a golden bullet 
It, it really is. And of course, you know, the Oxford vaccine can be up to 90% effective if you give half a dose to start with and then a full dose a few weeks later. So I think our government wants to go with, with that rollout, which of course means that supplies will last longer as well. So it's like a, it's like a win-win. And of course, it is also the cheapest and one of the easiest vaccines to transport, the Oxford vaccine. So it you is, know, and it, in it's, theory, yeah. it's also government-backed, though, isn't it, in the UK? It is, but it's mm. not for profit, so it'll be for those low-income countries it'll be a massive lifesaver for. So we can afford, as a country, the more expensive vaccines. You know, The government has pledged whatever money is necessary. Some countries can't afford to do that. You know, In theory, we can't either, but we are doing it. So in theory if the oxford vaccine perhaps should be going to those low-income countries so maybe we should be taking the more complicated vaccines but you know that's just a thought there but you know whatever vaccine we get in the next few days and weeks it will go straight to those nhs workers those health and social care workers and then it will roll out to the more vulnerable and eventually by april as boris himself has said we could have some indication of normality but it will be april at the earliest in theory Yes, and we will have to see. And also, Dr. Sue Sherman from Keele University School of Psychology had said that, you know, being in a younger age group, not having a flu vaccine in the previous year, a belief that only people with serious risk of illness should have the vaccine, concern about adverse side effects and holding negative beliefs about vaccines were associated with a lack of willingness to get the jab. So, you know, that that is kind of understandable, though, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so, again, we'll, we'll have to see which way the government rolls it out. But again, Dr. Sherman, this is an interview with the Press Association, said that high vaccine uptake cannot be assumed, um, again, because of these anti-vaccine mentalities that are floating around. Um you know, medical professionals are hopeful that the public will take it up. Again, we can't force it on them. In theory, the government could, but they wouldn't do that because that really would be a a blow to their credibility as a government. Let's be honest here. Well, definitely. Um, but can mm. I just add, Harry, mm. that, you know, being a parent, I had to make a decision with my children about the MMR vaccine. And at the time, there was a lot of controversy about the MMR vaccine. Oh, yes, it could cause bowel problems, digestion problems, autism. autism. Yeah, I mean, which has all been disproven, Ali. We must, uh, we must make that no, clear. Absolutely, 100% disproven. Um, and, you know, really, we don't understand the science behind any of it in all honesty so we have to go with what the scientists say we do we really do and for anyone listening out there um as another doctor has said dr louise smith from the um, health protection research unit at king's college london has said that this vaccine will be a chance to get on the road back to normal however this will only be successful if people get vaccinated, vaccinated. yeah do that get is, vaccinated that is that, yeah. that is the key point and i would like to say Please think about getting vaccinated, even yes. if you haven't had flu vaccinations before. I mean, this is a serious, serious, um, now they're now calling it a disease rather than a virus. Uh, yeah. it, it is a serious disease. And, what you know, we need to, to try and eradicate it so that we can go back to some sort of normal life and regrow economies and be happy and healthy. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you are in doubt, then... The one source I'm going to send you to is the BBC, which has comprehensive information about this this virus, uh, virus and the vaccine. 
and you know their information is completely truthful and no matter what you think of them if you hate the bbc you know if you want accurate information on these vaccines go to their website same thing with sky news and itv i was just picking bbc as an example but don't go on those dodgy websites because you will find some very untrue information yeah you have to thing here proper proper press um sites is is the only way forward absolutely i agree totally do you know what, Harry? Uh, we just thought we hadn't really heard of our dear Mr. President Donald Trump of late. And no, there he we is haven't. again. He, he seems to have, you know, for, for Thanksgiving, sort of crawled out of wherever he's been, probably the l- local golf course. But however, he um, has started to admit defeat that he will be leaving the White House if the electoral college confirms joe biden as the new president and actually for those of you who don't know for our uk listeners obviously our american listeners know it's uh, at some point in december i think it's like the 10th um, of december that they actually declare the electoral college vote uh, yes it's, it's a very president. weird system it's uh, not being detrimental to americans here but com- you know compared to a lot of political systems elections do take a very long time to go through this I, it baffles me a little bit as a british person but you know it's good news that you know donald trump donald trump said it's going to be hard to admit defeat but he has admitted that he will leave which is the key thing we need to take away from this ali he will leave, leave I mean, which goodness. is must be a, a massive sigh of relief across you know 52 percent of america or how, however much voted for him i honestly lost track of the numbers now mm. um so, yeah, and of course, there is a bit of controversy this week, though, as he, he has pardoned his former national security advisor, Michael Flynn, who, of course, pled guilty to lying to the FBR, FBI, can't speak today, honestly, during an investigation into Russian meddling in the 2016 election. So, you know, there's a lot of little things going on in this administration still. In its last few weeks, Trump is kind of setting the, the course of America, which isn't, isn't great. Um, but, yeah, you know, that... That, that has happened this week. Not well, much more to say on it, really. But... Let's cut the guy some slack, shall we? He needs some friends somewhere, doesn't he? Well, he hasn't got a fox and friends anymore, has he? No, so he hasn't got them, a fox so he does and need friends. Some friend. So, you know, I suppose <laughs> that, you know, it's a, it's like a parting president, isn't present, present, isn't it, to National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, his former yeah. National Security Advisor, I should have said, sorry, um, who is actually a retired army general. Yes, and yes. yeah, he was one of the several former aides to the outgoing president to plead guilty or be convicted at trial in former special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into Moscow's interference to boost the former reality TV host's candidacy. Yes, hmm. and he this this uh, advisor Michael will not be the first. Well, he is the first, but he won't be the last. Is what I should have said to be pardoned. We're expecting Trump to pardon more of his his key staff in the coming weeks. Um, so, yeah, yeah, he's, it's a leaving he's present, Harry. It's a leaving present. I mean, honestly, but democracy in America is baffling. But of course, there is light on the horizon for anyone who has supported Biden, as um, he has been becoming more and more vocal in recent days, especially on issues in Europe. And his family roots, of course, come from Ireland. And he's been saying 
a few things about that this week, hasn't he, Ali? He's um He has. He's certainly... actually said that he does not want to see a guarded border between Ireland and Northern Ireland. And I mean this has been some cause for debate and controversy, you know, over the last few months, years really, in regards to um a hard backstop in Ireland. And I mean, speaking to reporters this week in Wilmington, Delaware, the US president-elect said he had discussed the issue with Boris Johnson and other European leaders. Um, yes. And yeah, so he doesn't, and you can understand it, you know, he's, he said he also had talked with British Prime Minister and that he'd also talked with the um, Taoiseach, that, that's for anybody who doesn't know, the Taoiseach is the... Um, Prime Minister of Ireland and talked with others and including the French. So, you know, he's he's pretty He's pretty on on top of things, it feels like. And I mean, you know, a lot of people would be thinking, why is an American president elect meddling with matters of Europe? And the you know, at the end of the day, his family come from Ireland and he has previously intervened on the Brexit debate, especially on the border in Ireland, warning that if Britain was to breach the Good Friday Agreement, it would threaten the prospect of a future US UK trade deal. And of course, our prime minister here was kind of banking on the American trade deal if it all went um, well, a bit bit wonky with Europe, really. So, yeah, yeah you know, he's but he's a true gonna... true Irishman, and he said, you know, he has previously intervened in the the Brexit debate on borders, warning a breach of the Good Friday Agreement would threaten the prospect of a future U.S. U.K. trade deal. Absolutely. So. Yeah, that's our kind of American news segment this week, isn't it, Ali? Short and sweet, but yeah, we're, we're keeping on top of things here at Breakdown HQ. Mm. But we'll have to see in the coming weeks what else happens. It's certainly something we'll have to keep an eye on, as I'm sure the rest of the world is as well. Mm. And, you know, following on from that, Ali, we must, we must of course, mention the B word, which is Brexit. Uh, Michael Barnier arrived in the UK on Friday to further discuss a UK-Europe trade deal. Uh, from what we understand, the main sticking point, as per usual, is fishing, because our yeah. government is holding firm on that, and Europe is very much supporting European fisheries and you know people's livelihoods. And you can understand why Europe's sticking on it, but again, not much more to talk about on Brexit at the moment. It's, that yeah, is the main issue. I mean, issue. I have to say, though, it is very murky waters, Ha, ha, ha. You've been waiting to say that for weeks, haven't you? Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I've been saving that one up just for you, Harry. But it is completely murky waters as far as, you know, the UK fisheries are concerned and, well, the European fisheries are concerned because it's mm. where you draw a line across the water virtually. And, uh, I mean, already part of this had been kicked off, hadn't it, with... Um, President van der Leyen in, in regards to the fact that UK had already signed a, a, a deal or made a deal with Norway over fisheries as well. So, yeah. It is certainly all kicking off. And again, it's one of those things where we have to wait and see what happens. But in lighter-ish news, of course, this week a new agreement was reached by the British Home Secretary and her French counterparts um, to tackle migrant activity in the Channel. And in short, what this means, because it's a very long announcement, as per usual, is that the number of officers patrolling French beaches will double as a result of a new agreement. Um, and the both the French and British Home Secretaries have reaffirmed their commitment to make the Channel Crossing route unviable for migrants. Um, this enhanced agreement builds on the joint cooperation we share between the countries um, and 
you know, this year we've already seen a, uh, what is it, 60% rise in um, crossings that have been intercepted in recent weeks. Yeah, so we have. Even with our special boat service, Harry, hey? Oh, God, the special boat service. I, I love the British names of things, honestly. Only we could have the special boat service, couldn't we? I know. Um, yeah, but, you know, it's it's looking promising. And in theory, it will bolster the patrolling of the 150-kilometre stretch of coastline that's regularly targeted by people smuggling networks. And the idea is to enable quicker response rates to suspicious activities and stopping migrants leaving the French beaches in the first place and preventing these dangerous crossings from occurring. Which, you know, no matter where you stand on migration, the crossings are dangerous. So if we can stop them before they happen, it will save lives, which is what we need to focus on here. Absolutely. It it will save lives. And just to to give you the stats, I mean, the joint cooperation that's already seen the proportion of crossings intercepted and prevented rose actually from 41% last year to 60% in recent years. So it just goes to show you, and it, it's really not a good idea, is it, to, to try not and... Not at all. No. No. The Channel is deadly, and you've got to remember that we have awful weather here in Britain, and the, the Channel becomes a choppy nightmare, really. Hmm. It's so deadly, and in theory, this this fun, it's, it is effectively a funding agreement. You know, there'll be drones, radar equipment, optronic binoculars and fixed cameras, um, which will allow the French to be more efficient in searching and clearing areas faster. Um, and this package also includes um, steps to support migrants into appropriate accommodation in France and take them out of the hands of criminal gangs and continued support for accommodation centres where migrants can be supported and advised on claiming asylum, asylum rather, in in a safe place so it it all sounds good it does sound good and also the uk government have said that you know they're trying to fix their broken asylum system to make it firm and fair welcoming welcoming people by safe and legal routes and stopping the abuse of the system by people who come here from the safe eu countries so i mean this is but interestingly enough i don't i don't know if you've heard about this harry knowing you you probably probably have um the getting back to to brexit just briefly um there's been a new ferry freight route which is opening up between france and ireland I'd vaguely heard about it. Mm. And I mean, you know, it's not it's not a massive distance when you think about it. You know, you can get on a ferry from here to Spain, can't you? So, you know, I don't I don't blame Europe for for stepping in because it will be one of those routes that won't be subject to, of course, the rigorous treks that treks track. God, honestly, I can't speak today. The rigorous checks that we will have in England, in theory. And of course, we've already seen in recent times queues at Dover with the French testing out their new immigration system. So. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's... So this will be France to Ireland. So it makes you wonder, doesn't it, slightly? And that will be from starting on the 2nd of January 2021 from Dunkirk to Rosslare. So, I mean, that's right. obviously Ireland and it's not Northern Ireland. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, that could be another interesting route that people could potentially take. Yes. And again, fair play to Europe and, and Ireland and France for, for doing that. I mean... If it's financially viable, then then great. I mean, we shouldn't get down about it as, as British people because end of the day, if goods need to go to Ireland, if they can go straight there, it's probably better for the environment as well. I know ferries are very bad polluters, but think of all the lorries on board. It you know might work out for the best in the long run. But yeah, 
certainly lots of developments this week in Europe, hey, Ali? Lots of developments. Lots of developments, but but a good one as well between the French and the, and the UK over this immigration and migrants. Right, well, we've actually, Harry, I can't believe it, we've reached the entertainment part of the podcast. And yeah. this week, some great news in the midst of all the tears. Ha, ha, ha. MPs, oh, you are on it today with the puns, aren't oh, you? Oh, I'm totally on it today with the puns. <laughs> uh, <laughs> MPs told Nativity Plays and door-to-door carol singing that they're allowed post lockdown so we will have some christmas carols and nativity plays which would be amazing have to and say apart Harry, from all the grinches out there i mean the grinches won't like this will they the people that hate carol singers but you know it's a it's a british pastime isn't it so it'll be some some light in the darkness we seem to be going through at the moment oh I definitely think. i mean mm. I, I love a good carol harry don't you yeah, I mean, you know, can't complain. Can't complain as long as it's like not five different groups of carolers in one night. I have to um, let you into a secret, Harry. Go on. Well, I actually, I've watched my first Christmas movie. Oh, same. Don't worry about it. I think everyone, if you looked at Netflix and it was nativity. recently. It was Nativity. Oh, have you classic. ever watched? Oh, it's... watched Nativity. <laughs> Oh, I just love it's it. Great, Martin isn't it? Freeman, brilliant. Yeah, it is great. It's great. Um, but but going back to our um, caroling for a second, the Conservative MP Andrew Sellers, who speaks on behalf of the Church in the House of Commons, has suggested the green light has been given to carol singers as long as they are socially distanced and outdoors, being the two key restrictions there. Um, again, from the second of December, places of worship can reopen for public worship, and churches and cathedrals can now approach Advent and Christmas with certainty. Clergy have already demonstrated they've made their buildings COVID secure and many cathedrals and churches are planning to have multiple services to accommodate more people as less are allowed in each service. So good news, I would say. So I can't think of a negative on this one as long as it's all COVID secure. Oh, I think great. it's amazing. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good, good. And isn't of course, it? Nativity Place, you said under 18s are permitted in accordance with the performing arts guidance. That means that under 18s can still put on Christmas shows for their parents, which I'm sure a lot of parents are hoping will go ahead this year. And it gives school children something to look forward to, doesn't it? it something does. normal for happy them. Happy days. No more tears. Really happy days. Yeah. There we go. Bit of good news in a breakdown. We do try. We do try. As well as keeping our breakdown a little bit shorter, we've made it a little bit happier. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. We have. Uh, so, this week was the final of the Great British Bake Off. And Peter yeah. Sawkins won um, all the way from Scotland. And he's at university. And he had to keep it in, Harry. He wasn't allowed to tell his yes. university um flatmates or friends that he had actually won the, the great british bake-off how did you do that i have no idea well i think you know end of the day non-disclosure agreement you break the law if you say it so i, I do feel for him but you know isn't he he's the youngest ever winner of bake-off if i if i remember correctly that's right and do you know what i think he deserved it i mean the final show my, me and my housemates were like right well if he doesn't win we're gonna have to down our drinks um because we kind of put a bet and then he won so yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it was a really good finale. To be fair, they all they were all brilliant contestants, and there have been criticisms online that this year's Bake Off, the bakers weren't as good as previous years. But do you I know think what? I think it was great. Rubbish. I think it's brilliant, and I I have to say, I did shed a tear at the end of it. I thought it was did lovely. You? Well, <laughs> yes, 
I really do. And it really has keeping us has been keeping us all going over the last 10 weeks, hasn't it, really? It really has. It's been normal. Again, it's like that and I'm a celebrity. Two shows we normally get at this time of year have gone ahead and it's 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 just normality summed up. And no matter whether you love or hate television, it is just normality. And I think that is what we um, all crave at the moment. What is so. going on with I'm a celebrity this week? Oh, well, of course, they've had a rerun, haven't they, last Saturday and this Saturday, which has caused some uproar amongst um, the the viewers, to say the least. Anton Deck apparently took the feedback on board. And apparently last night, which I started watching and I kind of zoned out of, was unseen footage, which apparently was quite good. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm a Celebrity is ticking along. We, we've lost our first celebrity. Oh, yes, it was Holly, me, wasn't it? Holly, that was it. I, was yeah. say, I couldn't remember her name. But yeah, we've lost Holly. Um, and the, the vote-off is is continuing over the next few days. But which means, sadly, of course, it's coming to a close very soon, Ali. Absolutely. It is coming to a close very soon. So that will be interesting to see. But I have to say that they have had a drop in viewers. And the show that has had the most viewers... Is Go you know on, it's your favourite, isn't it? I know what you're going to yeah. say. Go on. The Crown has had <sighs> 73 million viewers. But don't forget, it is a global show. It is it's a global show. It's globally available on Netflix. Absolutely. It is a global show. Well, I mean, you can get the Great British Bake Off on the internet, Harry. Come on. Yeah, but not in a legal way as such. You know, you do get it in America. It's it's cast on other channels, you know, hmm. later on. But, you know, Netflix is we're able to collate all its viewers. Rights, Harry. We're, getting into, we're getting into all sorts of broadcast and streaming rights and legal rights. But, yeah. yes, I'm not surprised The Crown has done well because the British monarchy is, is loved throughout the world, isn't it? And people just live for the drama. Well, do you see, I'm just about to say, they might absolutely love the British monarchy, but because of the crown, there has been reports of the Duchess of Cornwall and Prince Charles having to close or block their Twitter accounts because they've had lots of horrible comments because of the yeah. whole Diana situation and Clarence House, actually, Twitter account it is. So, I mean, I, it, it's a very um, sad situation that people are being like this. It, it is a drama. It is a bit of fun. It is, when I say a bit of yeah. fun, it is dramatised around our royal family who are actually real. And it will, they're thinking now that it will come up to date, which will put... Megan and Harry in a very difficult situation because remember they signed Netflix deal for a hundred million dollars. Yes, they did. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's going to put them in a difficult situation if it comes up to even more modern day, which I would think it will. It, it, it's a no-brainer for Netflix, isn't it? It is. It, it attracts their viewers, and of course, as we mentioned, the monarchy is a is a particular. Um, dramatic like dramatic events not the right word they, they do seem to have a lot of drama related to them and netflix will, will play on that and i'm sure it'll put them in a difficult situation i mean i can't wait for the prince andrew scandal to turn up that's going to be on there isn't it as well the the thing we shall not talk any further into but no, let's be well, we here. can't because of we legal can't. but um exactly. I didn't, didn't say anything that was bad. I just mentioned no, his name and Randall, which is which true. Which connecting to the Epstein situation and or, yeah. obviously... Um, but we don't know the facts on that. And whether no. it's true or not, we don't know. But it has caused a global scandal, which is which is true. So 
you know, we've not seen much of him recently, but I think the crown is certainly going to have a, a few more series in it to say the least when they've got a lot of material to play with, haven't they? Well, absolutely. <laughs> they have, oh, uh, and they've signed up some of the uh, Royal family. So hmm, interesting mm. times, Harry, very interesting, interesting times, times indeed. And- yeah, and with that, I mean, that kind of brings us to the end of, of this week's breakdown, which, of course, we have taken our, our listeners' feedback on board. And we've not gone on too many tangents this week and tried to keep it at a reasonable 30 minutes this week's breakdown. So, yeah, there we go. We're, we're trying to keep it not, yeah, short and sweet, isn't it, Ali? Packed full of information. And sweet. But short and sweet. And. You know, over the next few days and weeks, we are planning some some Christmassy breakdowns. We're not actually sure how we're going to do that just yet, but it is on the horizon. So you must keep listening to, to hear what happens with that. <laughs> definitely. Um, Jingle bells. Definitely. Right. Jingle well, bells. from me, have a brilliant week to all our listeners. And I hope that, you know, next week, OK, lockdown is kind of extended in a way, but... It's it's time to think about Christmas, and absolutely we mm-hmm. look forward to, to catching up with you again next week. As usual, if you've got any stories, do let us know. Absolutely, break down with us on all major social media platforms, and the email address is news at forthenow.co.uk. And on that lovely note, I will speak to you all next week. So bye bye, Ali, and bye bye, listeners. Bye bye.